Hey everybody, welcome to another one-on-one Friday edition of Eye on the Hawks. As always, you can watch on the Iowa's News Now YouTube channel or download Eye on the Hawks wherever you listen to podcasts. For Iowa-Wisconsin week, we had to go back to the Alumni Association at Broadcast Park and find a guy who's not only a Badger, but has covered the Hawkeyes. So former KJN Sports Director Zach Hanley joins us for the show. He's going to talk about his memories of growing up a Badger fan and whether or not he even viewed Iowa as a rival to Wisconsin as he was a kid and getting into college there in Madison. Also going to share some of his favorite memories of covering the Hawkeyes and Badgers during his time at Broadcast Park and now that he's working as sports director at WISC-TV in Madison. And he'll give us a little bit of a breakdown on the Badgers in 2023, all that talk of all the changes coming there where the Badgers are still kind of doing some of the same things they have been for years and decades really there. So thanks as always for listening, subscribing, and watching. Here's our one-on-one Eye on the Hawks conversation with our guy, Zach Hanley. So as a kid growing up in Wisconsin as a Badger fan, was Iowa in your eyes and in the the Badger public's eyes, were they the, the main rivalry and the main rival from your perspective at least? So I tell this story now and it seems weird because of my history covering the Hawks, but like I didn't really recognize the Iowa Hawkeyes probably until college during those those years, uh, like the John Clay, you know, going to Iowa City and like the blocked punt and stuff like that. Like I didn't recognize Iowa as a rivalry until then. When I was growing up, because I lived on the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota, so it was all, you know, Gophers, Axe Week, that was the big one. But, you know, since college, it seems like it's shifted a little bit. I guess, you know, me personally working in Iowa and then coming back working in Wisconsin, uh, I this is kind of my Cyhawk week, I would say, just because of all the history and like, you know, I have ties to Iowa and obviously from Wisconsin. So this is kind of my, you know, Super Bowl, you could say, of college football. The, the Hanley week. I like it. <laughs> yeah. because you, came, you came here from North Dakota and, you know, I don't know if you still hold close, you know, any buys in athletics or anything like that. But is there still you're, you're hoping the Hawks go 11 and one every year? Is it, what's what's your view of the program uh, from back there in Madison? Now? It's one of those things where it's like you could win every other game <laughs> except this one, because I'm going to have to hear it from a lot of people that I know. And like, especially when I was in Iowa, like I was like, yep, yeah, let's run the table except this week. So I can, you know, have some bragging rights, you know, because I was surrounded by, you know, a million Hawk fans. What was the first Iowa Wisconsin game you went to? Was it in college or was it once you got here and started covering them? It wasn't it was in college as a student. And I'm pretty sure Iowa won that game at Camp Randall. And I was just like, wait, that like Iowa, like what? Like, you know, I'm Brett Bielema was the coach. I can't remember what year it was. Um, I'm not as good as, you know, you picking out like the dates and like the exact score and stuff. But um, and then my first game covering Iowa, I think it was 2013 because I came in the middle of that 2012 season where Iowa went like four and eight, missed the bowl game for the first time ever you know, the sky is falling type deal. Um, And Wisconsin won that one. Actually, Wisconsin won every game 
I was there except the 2015 game. And now I'm at Wisconsin and I was one, two of three. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, appreciate you just going where you need to uh, <laughs> even out the rivalry. You've covered, I mean, you're probably pushing 10 battles for the Heartland Trophy now you've covered. What are the ones that stick out to you? Is there one? I mean, that 15-1, you know, that was the Bulls. That was ugly. 10. Yeah, I mean, that was Desmond King's line, and that was, you know, the quintessential Iowa-Wisconsin yeah. slobber knocker ugly. But what are the ones that, that stick out to you from a coverage standpoint? Oh, man. So, well, the Melvin Gordon game where he rushed for, like, 250 yards. But that game, like, Rudock drove like i was dead in the water drove him back down end of the third and and in the fourth quarter and Cavante martin manley had like two insane catches two touchdowns late to to make it close um so that one was one of the the further back ones but the you know obviously the one 2015 desmond king two picks defense that was uh just a that was just ugly, but like you said, that's Big Ten West football, Iowa, Wisconsin football. Um, the one where, uh, who was it? Oh, the the more more recent one when Iowa was down late, but Wisconsin couldn't put them away. It was like a two point game, and it, Tyrone Tracy has that long touchdown late in the game. They go for two, and Nate Stanley's stuffed at the you know goal line. That was uh, that was a good game, or the the Josh Jackson game right after they he, he had three picks against Ohio State. I remember on Eye on the Hawks, I was like, I don't feel good about this. Like I'm picking Iowa, and then Iowa runs or has like 65, 55 yards of total offense. Maybe it was like 46. It was something not good. I looked it up yesterday. It was 66 on, I believe, 66 plays. Yeah. I mean, it was this year's Penn State. It was in Madison because it was yeah. Josh and nothing else. Yeah, he had two pick sixes, and the the it was like the first drive of the game, and I was like, oh, here we go. I yeah. was going to roll, and then they did absolutely nothing. Um, and then when I was here, like the 2020 game, like that just snowballed into an Iowa win. Um, last year, the Cooper pick six, and then it was kind of over from there. So like defense, special teams, turnovers, that's what this rivalry is. I, yeah, that sounds like a very familiar narrative, but of course the narrative on the off season was Luke Fickle's coming in. Mike, Tre this is a whole new regime of Wisconsin. And then you look at the numbers through five games, to the Badgers. Oh, and they're still number one in the Big Ten and rushing offense. Braylon Allen still doing his thing. Tanner Mordecai is just adding more to the rushing game than he is the passing game, too. What is the, what is the vibe in Madison about this team? Because aside from the game in Wazoo, and Wazoo's a really good team, as we've seen. I mean, it's it's looked a little different than your typical bad, Badger football, but it looks like Wisconsin football still. Yeah, I think the scheme, like, you know, the fans are like, oh, well, we're not throwing the air raid, the air raid. But, I mean, you have Braylon Allen feed him the rock, right? Ches Malusi, obviously, you know, he was playing well, healthy until Purdue. Uh, Tanner Mordecai can run, and I don't think fans knew that he could run. So if he can run, we don't have to, you know, you don't have to throw it. But the scheme is different. You know, you're not seeing, you know, 
multiple tight ends and a fullback. You're just seeing shotgun, Braylon Allen, three receivers or the tight ends lined up outside creates more space for Braylon. You know, you can't load the box when you got to cover three receivers. So they're handing the ball off more. Luke Fickle, you know, he preaches balance, you know, so when, you know, they need to throw it, they'll throw it. I don't know if they're going to throw it a lot on Saturday because it's supposed to be rainy and really windy. Um, but yeah, the offense needs to go through Braylon Allen, set up a couple play action passes. Um, they do have talent, talented receivers. Not that they didn't have talented receivers before, but these guys could be dudes. They just need, you know, opportunities. And I think as the season goes on, like any typical Wisconsin offense, the later in the season, the better they play. So Iowa could be catching them at the right time. What is this defense without Jim Leonard? Again, you got a, a Cornell College grad and Mike Tressel. He's got Matt Mitchell over from GVSU, his teammate and roommate in Mount Vernon. Uh, what is this new look defense presenting that's familiar? And what have you seen that's different? Yeah. So before we get into that, Tressel and Mitchell, um, always the the Iowa connection, right? Well, yeah. Jared Collum, coach at North Lynn, like played with those guys. So yeah. when we found out they were going off. He was like texting me. He's like, tell them, you know, Collum and blah, blah, blah. So we got some stories with those guys. But yeah, the defense, not what we're used to, right? Different scheme. Um, they're kind of the weak link right now. And I think it's just because they don't really they're used to playing how Jim Leonard wanted them to play. And these guys basically are all Jim Leonard guys. And they had, you know, spring ball and fall camp to try to figure out this new scheme. They're getting better, but the passing defense is not good. There's a lot of, you know, moving parts. They're trying to figure out, you know, who's that number two DB, um, the safeties usually have to come stop the run. So that opens up the pass, the linebackers, they're trying to figure out the inside, you know, linebackers, who they are. They're not getting a lot of pressure on the outside, but you know, you're used to for Wisconsin, Nick Herbig, right? Like he's not there anymore, you know? So they haven't got the sacks. They haven't really got the pressure when a quarterback has, you know, a lot of time, they can pick the defenses apart. So uh that's kind of the the weak spot right now for Wisconsin but uh I'm sure they'll figure it out later in the season I mean they have to but you know Saturday is going to be a big test Deacon Hill's problem on Saturday against Purdue wasn't wasn't that self-inflicted wounds let's let's put it like that you know when you go uh, six for 21 and you're overshooting guys. What is, and obviously started his career in, in Madison. What's, what's the word on the street about him? Are, are people excited about the opportunities seeing that he's completing high 30 percentage of his passes, or are they wondering if this is a kid that can come in against this secondary and maybe that's the cure for what ails him? Well, so we talked to them on Tuesday and I asked, I was like, Hey, old friend alert, like Deacon Hill talked to a couple DBs and then um Chim DK who you know he used to catch balls for him and they were like I was like what do you remember about Deacon because like he didn't really didn't he was the third string fourth string you know behind Graham and Chase Wolf so he didn't really see the field um and they were like 
Yeah, he's a big bo- big body who can sling it. Like they remember they were just like, yeah, we remember, you know, fall camp, spring ball, like we'd turn around and he'd be like, "Whoa, that's a throw." So like he can throw it, but they don't, you know, like nobody really knows like what he can do cuz he just really hasn't had any opportunities. Uh so it's in- it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of handles that because like you know, you always want to play well at the place that you you know, were, and, you know, I feel like he'll come in with a chip on his shoulder and, um, but, you know, he's a four star for a reason, right? What is the prediction? We'll get you another eye on the Hawks prediction. You haven't done this one in a while. Man. So like the line was like, what, 10, nine and a half. That's insane (laughs) because Wisconsin offensively has struggled to start fast. They've started fast in one game and that was at at Purdue. Um, They kind of seem like a second half team, but they haven't faced a defense like Phil Parker's and, you know, it's just rinse and repeat with that team, right? Like you got Cooper, you got, you know, what, uh, Evans is still there. He was yeah. there. I was He's there. tenured now. Yeah. Like all those dudes and like the linebackers, it's just like, okay, fill it in. Like, yeah, you lose Campbell and all those guys are like, all right, you know, same guys, even like Quinn Schulte's back there still like all those dudes are there. Um, so that's going to be a tough matchup. And then on the flip side, I was offense, you know, Deacon Hill, you don't really know what he can do. They've struggled. They don't have their tight end. He's out for the year, right? So, like, in Wisconsin's defense, they're kind of sus. It might, it might, you know, it's going to come down to LeVar Woods and special teams and probably a Cooper hunt return or some, something, maybe a long field goal. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. Wisconsin hasn't really played – a really good opponent yet minus Wazoo and they looked like very bad for three quarters in that game I'm not just pandering to the (laughs) offense or to the audience but I kind of feel like I was gonna come in here and steal one maybe just because special teams and defense that's kind of I lean that way towards Iowa but Maybe Deacon throws a couple too, but I'll go Iowa by like, you know, like a last second field goal or something. I mean, honestly, it's going to like what? First one to five wins basically. So get your safety and field goal and you got it locked up. Especially because the weather is going to be absolutely terrible. It's supposed to be absolutely terrible. And like these two teams, it's just, if they're going to run the ball, it's going to be running like running through a brick wall. Like you're just going to pound each other until someone submits. Thank you again to Zach for the conversation. Really cool to get to catch up with him. We are both proud members of the Jared Aaron sports anchoring tree. And uh, we owe a whole lot to our guy out in San Diego right now. So thanks to Jared for everything as well on top of thanking Zach for the conversation. As always, you can watch all of our Eye on the Hawks content on the Iowa's News Now YouTube page or just find Eye on the Hawks wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, our Sunday typical recap episodes getting pushed back to Monday at 1 o'clock so we can get some crossover at Kinnick content in there as well as Blue Eaters Bunch takes the field with a court 
inside Kinnick Stadium hosting DePaul in that exhibition. Should be a really cool Sunday out there in Iowa City. So we'll recap all that Monday at 1 o'clock. We'll see you then in the next edition of Eye on the Hawks.